we are in Dave's basement, or Studio 21 as he affectionately calls it. We're here to give you a quick talk about the film that we've been working on. It's uh, by um, Serious Feather Productions. It's called Nobody Loves You and You Don't Deserve to Exist. It is a, it's a very emotional story about a man uh, traveling through his journey of grief and coming to terms with the death of his best friend. And you see him through three different parts of his life. Uh, you see him as a, as a young boy and you see me as a 19 year old version. And then unfortunately for you guys, you see Dave. Yes, as the 32 year old version. <clears throat> 32, 50, whatever, something like that. Yeah, I, ju- I just wanted to ask you, Dave, like what got you attracted to the film? Were there any challenges that you were worried of going into it in the early stages? Uh, what were your first experiences of joining the team? Well, let's uh, strap yourself in. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a shout out on Twitter that my friend Simon Naylor tagged me in and he said it just sounded like a really good project. So I looked into it and it sounded good. Most of it was already filmed and it just needed someone else to play the older version of me. But as then I found out, you also feature quite quite a bit through the film. It was, yeah, mostly already done. I like the sound of it, but, you know, you don't commit on these things, do you? Because it could be someone filming it on a potato. I then got in touch, got so much information off Brett. I've never been on a production where I've had so much information given to me. He he does live and breathe this film, and the information that came to me was, like, quite astounding and fantastic, because on a lot of productions as an actor, you... You have to make up your own backstory because it's just it's just not available. And I mean, I mean, with with this project as well being semi autobiographical, he's lived a lot of this, so he has first hand the information because it is his life. So we've had some really good conversations. I'm absolutely up to speed with what's led up to this. You know, as an actor, you, you go into a scene wanting to know where you've come from, where you go, and what's in your way, how you're going to get there. I have got all the information, and then I've watched your performance which is the 21 year old version of me I've watched all of the other monologues that are going in on it which are all stories about my character I've gone into this project fully equipped with everything that I need to know to give a good performance and coming into it as well like the film has a has a micro budget and it has been working against a pandemic that can prove really really difficult as well like it's a weird batch of a horrible cocktail no money and no space and no time to do it but we've plowed through how, how have you found working on this um on this set with a micro budget has it fared different to your other experiences acting yeah well i mean gwyn well i mean what a great guy absolutely he's got fantastic equipment he's time served in the industry he's a great cinematographer some of the shots and the scenes that we've done are fantastic. The attention to detail in setting them up is... I've been on big productions, Coronation Street, Brassic, and the attention to detail that Brett and Gwyn are putting into this surpasses what I've seen on any any other set. I, I agree with what you're saying, though, especially with um, Gwyn. Uh, he's had to really show his versatility behind the camera because of the different styles of cinematography that Brett has implied with, let's go with the documentary style where all the uh, female-led scenes are talking to the uh, man behind the camera and uh, the guys behind the camera and it gives the uh, it gives the film this very real, like absolute hyper-realism feel. Yeah. During limited access to people, to time, to location, I mean, as an actor from from our perspective and your perspective, has has it been frustrating trying to work in this pandemic, or have you found it kind of liberating? Or 
well, it's um, you turn up on set with face masks on, and everyone's maintaining social distances. And the, and those actors, we're, we're social creatures. We like to hug, we like to kiss, and it's hard because you still walk up to your friends who you, you know I've, I've been fortunate to work with. You go to hug each other, and you look, and it's like you've been electrocuted, and it's horrible. And you know everyone, and as as much as I do isolate, I love my own company, but it's hard. I'm bored of it now. It is. It's Groundhog Day. But you know, getting on sets. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of hoops that you'd have to jump through. On on Brassic, I was tested twice a week when you're getting that done, and everyone is abiding to get this stuff out there. And we just want to work, don't we? I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask. Um, and and I think this is one of the biggest points of the film. How how important do you think um it is for the film to have a very much a primarily a, a greater Manchester identity? How how important do you think? having this northern identity is in this in this uh, in this industry absolutely there's been a lot of talk recently and there's been a lot of people standing up and saying you know it's not just in the south that's just not where the creative area is manchester's such an up and coming well up and coming up and game it's here manchester has arrived it is such a, a hub for creative people i think there's a lot of people standing up banging the drum now for manchester you know there's a lot of stuff going on here that is what we're trying to do we, we've got a very like a home crowd here like of crew we've, we've got very much a greater manchester crew who all love the place that they're from and, and it carries a part of their identity and 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 they want to make this film to show that people in the north and in manchester even during the pandemic can still do these things yeah, I mean it's a it's a wonderful place. Some of the architecture that's shown in uh, the scenes that's you know shot beautifully by Gwyn. It's yeah, he, he does do some great work. <laughs> it is set in Manchester. It all took place in Manchester. Do you think films like this can help in that change? Well, yeah. I mean, this is done on zero budget with people who've just got passion, and there's plenty of stuff which is done on zero budget, which is doing the rounds, and people need to. When I first got into the acting, I went to these classes, and there was a lot of people there who were saying, you know, they needed showreels, we need this doing and need that doing, we haven't got this, we haven't got that. I was like, right, well, okay, then what are we going to do about this? And I bought two cameras and started doing showreel scenes for people for free, so I could learn how to use them, and then I got to, to learn about the cameras, I got to learn about different lenses i got different cameras i ended up with a black magic pocket black magic cinema i moved i spent all my money i spent all my money on cameras and editing equipment and computers and i built a studio now in my in my basement i know so many people very good very good one of my best friends in the world simon naylor i've never met a man who puts so much passion into the theatre into the arts and he's non-stop he's absolutely great and he's he's a shining example of who to look up to to get you know it's like who do you want to be like the person who sits back and says i haven't got this i haven't got that woe is me or the person who says you know what i've not got a show reel but what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get a camera get some of my mates together we're going to get some stuff done i mean side does the show reels and he helps so many people he talks to people he sets up this phone line for people to chat who are struggling with things there's so many shining examples of you can look up to if you so choose to look up to these people and think you know who do i want to be like when when it is for the love of something which is from everyone in this team from myself from you and, and everyone else involved the absolute love for the project the love for the meaning and cultural relevance it could hold for manchester and cinema that it has just kept it going it's it's not stopped and we and we've done by hook or by crook we've got our scenes filmed and we've kept going yeah it, it it's it's abs it is absolutely getting there it's moved on a lot and i mean and, and brett's done rewrites and since meeting me sort of 
you know, he, though not sort of, he has adapted things to suit my character. He he absolutely has. After meeting me, learning about my life, learning about our similarities to our backgrounds and to my background with the character going through the film, he's adapted things, and that and that makes it more personal to me. And therefore, I'll give a better performance because it is—it's—it it's, is a very personal film, isn't it? To 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 him, to you, and to I think a lot of people out there. I think I think he's kind of t- trying to tell a story, a very real story of people whose story doesn't get heard very often, one of loneliness and grief that doesn't get spoke about and gets ignored. And I think I think it's really honourable, man. And I th- and I think people will be people will be able to relate to this story, and uh, be- because of because of the life that he's lived. And the people that he's met, and and because of you being one of those people that he met, the sto- the story has changed since you come in for the better. Because you're absolutely right; he's not a sort of kind of man. He has adapted the story for for, for you and for the, and for the crew and for, and for the times. Yeah, the different stages you have. Yeah, I've been with this film now for almost two years. It'll be two years in in a few days. Actually, it was in February, but. It's never slowed down. It's never felt like work. And me and Brett didn't really... Oh, here's a tangent for you, Dave. Me and, me, me and Brett didn't really get along the first time we met. I walked into his lesson late and he said, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I have to be. And he said, no, you don't. Because I was supposed to be in another class. I left and then turned up about three weeks later. And we have a little bit of an argument about why I've not been there. And and, rah, 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 and, he, and he said later on, well, that argument was what gave him the idea to ask me if I fancied acting in the movie because he knew I was an actor and I had a bit of fire. And and we went, we went for a chat. Uh, and when I say we went for a chat, Brett talked and I listened. And uh, that, that's, how the, that's how them chats go. And um, no, he told me about the idea and how it's real to him and real to the place and, and real to the time. And I couldn't say no, man. I've I've, I've always loved filmmaking, and and I, I I love people. I love people who love what they do, and I think Brett exceeds love for films. I think it. I think it goes way beyond love. I think love is just a four-letter word which does not even begin to describe the 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 hold this art has on this man's life. I say hold like it's a negative thing. It's actually a very beautiful thing. It's it's just been a mad journey of learning, and it it feels to me coming into it quite young when I was about like uh, 19 this was one of the most professional sets that I'd been on and I've done it and still is and still is with with no money and um, no backing really no backing he's he's all on his all on his own all on his own just just us and I think we've done something really great and I actually can't wait for people to watch it I I, I was just gonna why why do you think people should people should um, pay their money to watch this film Dave do you know what I watched some of the individual clips of it that he's put on uh, the website um and i saw these little bits that that had not yet been put together and i looked and i thought you know what there's some really nice performances in there a few people before coming into this project i didn't know who was part of it little beep there off you watch uh, before coming into this project i didn't know who was part of it i, I watched the uh, the monologues i knew wendy patterson uh, I think, I think that was about it. Yeah, she did. She did a great job. Uh, I met Liz Thompson before, uh, and I fell in love with Julie Hannon. She, she's she's wonderful. Yeah, all these women carry such different 
feels for the film, don't they? They're all like a different emotion and a different relation to Jack throughout the throughout the film, and they're they're also vastly different. And they all, and the most encapsulating thing is they all see Jack in a different way. I think I, obviously it comes down to the same kind of ethos and same kind of. Uh, like fundamentals of the man, but I, I, when when I when I listen to them, I, I and I've listened to them a lot. I, I, I hear their different perception of the same person every time. I think that's what makes it real as well. All all the pe- all these people that you meet describe him slightly differently, and I think that's very real. I think that's very real. There's there's lots of different types of yourself. You're not the same self you are with your parents as you would be with your girlfriend. I feel like this film. And especially your performance shows the the different levels of grief and the different the different person you become through throughout it. It it it, it it's it's more than it, it goes it goes so much deeper than just the regular like levels of, of of despair. You think because you 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 see the change in the man, you see the actual change, and throughout years of his life as well. Yeah, it's uh, there. There is such an attention to detail linking different parts of the scenes um different things have to be taken there are there are things that possibly you'll see if you watch it like three times you'll see something because i've i've watched it so far going through about three times what we've got down so far um and each time i see something new and that's and that's sort of been amazing for me to to, to 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 go. Oh my god, I didn't notice that before. And then even scenes I've been in, and um, that have been filmed, I've watched the edit afterwards. And I was with a friend of mine, and um, she watched it. Karen Henthorne, and she watched one of the scenes that I'd filmed that had been edited. And she went, "I'm not going to say what it was," but she went, "Oh my god, did you see in the edit he did that, and that was straight afterwards, and it was me doing it." But in the edit, he linked them through together, and I watched it again, and I was like, "Oh my god, that is clever!" And uh, yeah, we were sat there in awe of the clever edit he'd done because he's editing it himself as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I, I, as I was saying that, the it really, it really does show the. There we go. The little you see it in little snippets. You see it in little snippets throughout the guy's life, and then sometimes it's really not forced onto you, but it's almost like total theatre. It's it's impossible to miss. It's complete alienation of the character and of the audience sometimes. And and this is in the same film where the character acts as the audience's eyes. And that's complete like like engrossment from the audience. And th- and this is and this is why I think the film is different and very interesting and, and just very very human and very thought provoking that it does just show the different types of character that this man, this one person can be through all these different eyes and and how they differ so greatly. And at the end of the day, he is just the same man as he always was trying to get over the death of his best friend. <laughs>